Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Can you rejoice in the Lord your God? Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph this morning. Shout like a victor. Shout like you have the victory in Christ. Shout like the devil lost the battle over your life. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord and give the Lord the loudest shout of praise you can. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please go to seven people and tell them I'm getting bigger every day. Not every week, not every year. I'm getting bigger every day, every day of my life. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please take your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. As a church, we are getting bigger every day. There's no limitation. Every barrier is taken out of the way. I thought you would say a louder amen to that this morning. Say every barrier is taken away in the name of Jesus. We are getting bigger, getting wiser, getting richer in the name of Jesus. Let your amen be the loudest this morning. And guess what? Today is our last Sunday service in Durban. Amen. We are moving to a bigger place. The Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. In the name of Jesus. Shout the loudest amen possible this morning. Isaac dug a well. They strove with him. He dug another well. They strove with him. And he dug another well. And he called the place Rehoboth. Saying the Lord has made room for us. Now we shall be fruitful in the land. It's your season of new things. I say it's your season of new things and of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Can you let your hand mention that you believe this morning? Glory be to God. We are so excited. I'm going to teach very briefly. Amen. This morning, I'm not shouting. I'm just teaching very, very softly. Amen. When you are big, you are big. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just so excited. Amen. You know that there are some things. How many of you, you've seen miracles that just say, mm, ah, you cannot shout because you're checking who is around. It's too massive. How many of you, you receive some alert, you look around, you look around, you look around. This season, you receive such testimonies. Mind-blowing, mind-blowing miracles. I said mind-blowing miracles, mind-blowing testimonies is happening to you in the name of Jesus. Can you shout the loudest amen you can this morning? Glory to God. The Lord has given us a word as a church. The Lord says it's a month of new things. And before this year comes to an end, you will experience newness in your life. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. 
All right, First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Let's look at the word of God this morning very briefly. Amen. I have a lot of talking to do this morning. So I'll just preach very briefly. Hopefully. Amen. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It's a short reading. Then we go to Matthew 25 and take another reading from there. If you're there, say, yes, I'm there. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Now it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. If you have the cage of you, something like, it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Glory to God. All right, let's go to Matthew 25. It's a very popular parable. It's the parable of the talents. I just want to preach very briefly from there this morning as I speak about the principles of stewardship. The principles of stewardship. Glory be to God. If you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. Glory to God. Anybody there? All right. You want us to wait for you? Glory to God. All right, we take our reading from the book of Matthew 25, verse 14, 30. Praise God. How many of you know that God is a God of process? God is a God of process. God is a God of process. There are certain things that you think you're ready for or you think you're prepared for that God is actually shielding you shielding you to ensure that you're ready and fully prepared for what is about to bring into your life and I sense in my heart for somebody this morning God says it's your season and it's your time to step into what he has earmarked for you in the name of Jesus Christ can you say a loud amen to that this morning say it's your season and it's your time to step into the newness that God has prepared for you in the name of Jesus. Can you say a loud amen to that this morning? Amen. Glory to God. I want to talk briefly on the principles of stewardship. Glory to God. Now, we, for sake of time, I want to just, you know, flip over this. I will just pick a few verses from this, Matthew 25, and then we can, we can move on. Praise God. All right. So you know the story of how a servant or a master was going on a journey and he gave talents to different people, three people to be precise. He gave some five, he gave another person two, and he gave another person one. And the Bible tells us that he gave those things to them or those talents to them based on their what? On their capacity or their ability. So God knows your ability. Praise God. The Bible says it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. And you see the story. The man who was given five went to trade with the five. And he got another five. The one who had two went to trade with the two. And he got two more. And the one who had one was assuming or was saying that the master was wicked because he was giving him one. 
And the Bible tells us that the man who had one went to bury his talent. So when the master came for account reconciliation, like they call it in accounts, am I correct today? Right? So he was asking them questions. And he says, oh, so what have you done with what you received? And he says, oh, I had five. I traded with five. Oh, wow, awesome. Enter into the rest of your master and all that. One who had two. Oh, great. You did a great job. And the one who had one said, I knew that you are a wicked man. I knew that you are a wicked man. And that you like to reap where you did not sow. I mean, look at that. Look at that. So someone who gave you a talent has all of a sudden become a wicked man. So this tells you that sometimes the way that we deploy our talents show how we are grateful to God or not. Some of us may not be saying that outrightly. But you see, our actions show that we are not grateful for the gifts that we are given. Anyone who fails to deploy their gifts is a sign of ungratefulness. Glory to God. All right, let's just, let me just move into what I actually had slides here. But because of, you know, the lack of projection, we just move. Praise God. All right, who is a steward? A steward is someone who acts in surrogate of another or others, especially by managing property financial affairs or an estate. So a steward is someone who manages something on behalf of someone. Glory to God. So we are stewards of God's resources. We are stewards of God's talent. Glory to God. Every talent that we have was given to us by God. There is nothing you and I have that we have not received from God. There is no intelligence that you have that you have not received from God. I like God a lot now. He's becoming my favorite, you know, I mean, lead singer. There is nothing that you have that you have not received from God. The Bible says that if you know that you have received it from God, why do you act like you you have not received it. There is nothing you have. There is no amount of resources that you have. Financial resources, material resources that you have not received from God. There is no wife you have that God did not give you. There is no husband you have that God did not give you. Everything you have was given to you by God. Your business was given to you by God. Where you walk was given to you by God. It's not because you have a degree that you have a job. Because there are several people who have degrees and don't have jobs. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? There are several people. Have you not seen people that in your own estimation, they are not so beautiful? Right? Women. And they have handsome husbands. Anybody like that here? You've seen people like that. They are wondering. How did this man fall in love with this woman? And sometimes it's the other way around. My former church back in Ibadan, there's this brother, very handsome man, but the wife is not so beautiful in our own estimation. 
I didn't say she's ugly. But in our own estimation. My spiritual father told the story of how his uncle used to write poems to his girlfriend many years ago. And then, you no, know, he would write the poems and they would love it. He would read it to them that, you no, know, this is his fiancé and all that. And then they, they, they were always looking for the time we're going to meet this lady, you know. He said the day they met, he and Reverend Samadhi, he said the day they met the lady, Jesus wept. Was disappointed. But you see, the man who wrote the poem knew what he was seeing. His eyes of understanding had been enlightened. So he's the only one that knows what he was seeing. Are you in church this morning? So you need to understand here that you see, see worship. We, there's nothing that we have. There's no beauty that you have that you have not received from God. There is no resources that you have. Nothing that you have that God did not give you. The Bible says in James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from God. The father of light in whom there is no variableness, neither any shadow of turning. So there is nothing you have. You can write well, like Romeo, where you can sing well. You can act. Right? You can organize. I take pride in that. I'm a good administrator. Hey, man, I say it anywhere. You can organize. You can administer resources. You can lead. I'm a great leader. Hey, man. You don't have to believe it. I am a great leader. Let the weak say I am strong. Amen. You don't have to like it. That's who I am. Amen. I'm a great leader. Glory to God. But there's nothing that you have that you have not received from the Lord. You have a child. God gave you the child. You have twins. God gave you twins. I'm trying to lay the foundation. So for you not to feel like you're the best in the class, everything that you have was given to you by God. And you see, that understanding is liberating or should be liberating because you don't operate from a sense of pride and arrogance to say that we are the ones there. In fact, the calling that you say you have was a gift from God. That's why it's called ministry gifts. So I'm a pastor. I did not choose from heaven to be a pastor. No. It was God that what? Gave me the ministry. Right? Paul said, I thank God who has counted me faithful. Putting me into what? To the ministry. No man takes this honor upon himself. Hebrews 5.4. Except him that is called even as Aaron was. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, By grace are you saved through and that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But there is nothing you have that you have not received from God. Your shape was given to you by God. Everything that you have, how you look, your stature, how you are, how you, how you walk, well, there are some that there are some that picked some. When you're growing up, there was a guy that 
we used to tell him, stop. He was walking like this. And we're telling him, stop walking like this. Stop walking like this. He began to walk until it became a habit. Now I saw him, I think it was several years ago, I saw him in school. It was like this. Oh, she. <laughs> there is nothing that you have that God did not give to you. You know, there are people who believe that they are the most beautiful in the world. Your beauty was given to you by God. Stop harassing us with it. It's a gift. You're tall, dark, and handsome. God made you like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. There are people who look at themselves, they're like, ah, God made you like that. Yeah. However you are is the free gift of God to you. Glory to God. So everything that you have, right, you need to understand that you did not own anything. Job said, I came to this world with nothing. I'm going to go back to my father with nothing. You hear what I'm saying? You didn't come to this world with, with anything. Glory to God. So you need to understand that you are a steward. A good steward understands that he owns nothing, but rather is a steward, is a manager of all God has put in his care. I don't own grace made. That's why you can never catch me say things like my church. I don't own any church. I don't own a church. I don't even care to own a church. I, I don't own a church. I'm not the owner of grace. Somebody told me, I said, oh, your church is not my church. It's God's church. I'm just a C word. I'm very mindful of the words I use. Oh, your church is growing. No, it's not my church. God's kingdom is growing. Glory to God. I'm just a steward. I'm just a caretaker. Managing what God is doing. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Everything you have. Your car belongs to God. You are a steward. You know, there are people back in the day that when somebody wants to get married... And we say, oh, we're looking for cars to use for wedding. Then people start lobbying. They talk to people, we need cars. We need cars. So we want to get married. I need your car. Can I use your car? They're saying, ah, no, no, no. You can't use my car. In fact, there are people that will say, well, we need their car to carry guest minister. They will say, no. They will say, ah, ah, that face, which I just bought it. Because they have no, may you not be like that. So may you not be like that. Anything you want, as long as I'm sure that's going to be taken care of, I, I release it. And that's what you must understand. That's the way that you must be to know that all of those things, the Bible says in Luke 12, 15, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. You are not what you have. You are who God says you are. So first of all, you must understand that. And you must not define yourself by what you have or what you don't have. And that's why what gives you self-esteem must not be what you have. 
must not be what you have in your bank account, must not be who you are connected with, must not be the car you drive, must not be the kind of house you live in. You are who God says you are. What and that's why we will never pick a leader in grace made because they have a car or they don't have a car. If you have the calling, you'll be you'll be you'll be used of God. That's why we have a lot of young leaders. In fact, we don't even use age. If you are 21, you are called. You are welcome. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? In fact, we don't even use longevity. We start a church together. No. If you have the calling of God upon your life and we are sure that you can do the job and you can serve and you are available, you will be brought in. Glory to God. And you must understand that. Praise God. Let me say this to you, children of God. Don't let who you are or what you have define who you are. There are people that cannot stand tall because they feel that they don't have some certain things in their lives. They don't have the car. What is a car? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Of course, there are the people of this world rate people by some of those things. Right? But you see, you must have a healthy self-esteem. And your self-esteem must be rooted in what God says that you are. And that's why you must not be intimidated by what is happening on social media. I hear what I'm saying. Do you know that even in, among churches there is competition? Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, we are more than you guys. I mean, I met a pastor some, I think, months ago. He says, oh, so what do you guys do in your church? I, I blocked him. How many are you guys? Like, how many? Like, how many? We've not even met. We've not interacted. That's the first thing you are asking. I blocked the young man. Because that's the wrong spirit. And people want to, you know, conform you to their own mode. I must never allow that glory to God. Are you in church this morning? Are you getting blessed? Glory to God. So a good steward understands that he owns nothing but rather is a steward. A good steward understands that God's gifts and graces are new opportunities to serve others and share the love of Christ. Every gift that you have, everything that you have is for the purpose of serving God. Glory to God. There's a song that says, For thou art created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelations 4.11 Thou art worthy. Sing the song if you know it. Lord, Worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou art created all things and for thy pleasure they are, they are and were created. For thou art created all things and for thy pleasure. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of every man. Everything that we are, 
And that's why not everyone will serve, you know, in the workforce, right? But everyone must be serving God. <laughs> I didn't get that. Not everyone would serve in the workforce, maybe because of their job or their commitments outside of the church, but everyone must be what? Must be serving God. You must be serving God with your gifts and your talents. You must be serving God with everything that you have. Glory to God. With your giftings. And not just in the secular space. You must transport what you have. That you use to maybe make hands meet or make some money. You must translate that gift to the house of God in the service of God for the expansion of God's kingdom. So you must begin to look at the giftings that you have in your life and say, God, how can I serve you? Maybe you are a project manager. How can you use that in the house of God? You don't even have to be a worker in the house. You don't have to be in the workforce. But you can serve glory to God. You can serve. Amen. Glory be to God. So you are God's stewards managing his resources, his benefits. You must understand that, that God is counting on you. And everything that you have belongs to God, including your resources, your money, everything belongs to God. Glory be to God. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord, Psalm 24 verse 1, and everything in it, the world and all will live in it. Everything belongs to God. Glory be to God. Everything belongs to God. Adam was created to work. Work then is the stewardship of all that God has given to us. God designed and created man to work. Anyone who is not working is malfunctioning. And not just working in the house of God. Everyone was born with a gift on their inside. Everyone was born with a talent. He gave to every man according to their ability. So there's no one that has no value to offer. So everyone must be working. Glory to God. There are people who all they can do is lead. Do you know that leadership is a gift. If you read the Bible, you will read about the gift of being a leader. He that ruleth, he should rule with what? With diligence. So you understand that. Glory to God. You are an IT person. The church doesn't have an IT department. But can you bring forth that IT skills? I say, what can we do? Can we create an app for the church? Can we create a software for the church? Glory to God. We've been blessed, you know, with our relocation plans and all that. People bringing forth the different things that they do. Bro, Stephen here, he was one that did the floor plan, that did the, the drawing for the new place that we are moving to, everything, the chair arrangement, everything, orderly, the stage. Watch this. What everything from the stage to the pulpit, the feet, it will be, the chairs, the dimension of the chairs, the rug, everything, how everything will be. 
You're going to come next Sunday to the venue and you're going to see a new grace made. Everything detailed. Where the speaker will be positioned. Where the ushers will sit. Where the camera will be. The height of the camera. The length of the rock. Everything. You understand that your gift must be deployed in the service of God. You understand that? So whatever it is that you're doing in the house of God, if you do it in the secular, you must find a way it can find expression in the house of God. Some people here need to change departments. Some people here need to volunteer to serve. And they realize that they've been in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing. Praise God. There are people that you're gifting, you should be in the children's church. Amen. There are people here, you should, you should get involved and serve. You have a passion for teenagers, then you should serve in that department. Because when we move there, we're going to have a separate teenage church. Glory to God. There are people here, you have the gift of dancing. You can dance ballet. You can dance ballet. You can dance salsa. Which one is salsa? The one that... You... Yeah. You can dance salsa. You can dance. You should join the creative hearts. You can organize. Glory to God. If you have a gift of organization, you need to work with me. Right, praise God. Everybody can serve. You work in a bank, you can volunteer to help us count money. Yeah. But of course, we'll, we'll do trust test for you and background check. Do you know that there are people that steal church money? Do you know that? Guys, I don't want to mention the name of churches. The one that I have had experience on. Somebody was telling me that thieves broke, some members of the church arranged and broke into, I didn't even tell my wife. She was telling me yesterday, somebody was with me. They were telling me that thieves broke into a church, you were with me, and stole equipment worth 12 million naira in the church. And it was people in the church that arranged that robbery. People in the church. Those people that, if you have that mind, you will die if you have that mind. Because that is the height of wickedness. You are not contributing to the work of God. Your contribution is to take it back. God will punish you, your generations, your children. You will not prosper. Yeah. The heart of man is desperately wicked. This happened two months ago. A church that saved resources, that bought money, that, that I mean, people gave. And then you, you, you arranged and you stole those things. Over 12 million naira. That's wickedness. The heart of man is wicked. We've not lost anything since we've been here. With the glory of God. Anyone who attempts to steal in this church, because you are cursed. There's a time we had an experience, somebody stole a phone. Stole a phone, somebody's phone, phone, I mean, of, of close to a million or so. Stole a phone, came in and said, if, if, you, if, you if you're here with the man to steal, you will not prosper. Yeah. See, I'm not putting out that thing, but I'm putting up. You will not prosper. 
People still in church. Even though we, people have stole things, oh boys, like biscuits, you know, and all that. <laughs> yeah, they stole broom, mop, you know, they stole. People still drink. You know, you can keep stealing that, that's fine. You know, I mean, people still drink. No, 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 I was, I was just joking. Don't steal anything. But they, they took it. I mean, what if you're going to steal? Steal something that is... <laughs> which one is drink, 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 and donuts? I mean, you're still doing that. We don't have thieves in grace made. We are change agents in the name of Jesus. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Having a promise of life that is and that is to come. First Timothy 6.6. 6. You must understand that. You must be content with such things as you have. Be content. Lack of contentment is when people steal. They are not content. Glory be to God. Say glory be to God. Everyone in grace, may we are sanctified. Only unto the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you, Jesus. So you see, everything that you have belongs to God. Everything. Your work is the basis or the platform from which God favors or blesses you. If you have no work, there's nothing that God can bless. When the anointing comes on zero, it becomes a bigger zero. So there must be something that you're praying to God and trusting God to bless. That's why you must be involved with something. Don't be comfortable sleeping and waking up every day. Go and volunteer somewhere. In fact, Come and volunteer in church. Say every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll be going for evangelism. And just give me flyers. If that is all you're doing, God who sees you in sin will reward you openly. That's the way it works. I've not seen anyone who serves God and God does not reward them. The Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget our work and our labor of love. Hebrews 16. He's not unrighteous. He's a faithful God. Glory be to God. See, see, is thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before me, amen. He must build capacity to keep serving, to be more effective in the service of God. You're responsible for building on what you have and equipping yourself to handle more. The Bible says, if you're faithful in little, God will commit much into your hands. A lot of people are praying for certain things. They are praying, God, multiply what I have. But God is saying, what I've given you? What have you made of that thing I've given you? What have you made of it? If you are faithful in little, you'll be faithful in much. If you cannot manage 5,000, you cannot manage 5 million. If you cannot pay tithes of 1,000, you cannot pay tithes of 10 million. They ask somebody what is the size of 1,000. You say 100 naira. What is the size of 10,000? You say 1,000. What is the size of 1 million? You say 100,000. What is the size of 10 million? 
They were asking him questions. Can you pay that of 1,000? He said, ah, of course. Can you pay that of 10,000? He said, ah, of course. That of 1 million? He said, of course. 10 million? Ah. He said, okay, I would, I, would, I, would, I would pay it. Do you know that if you make 1 billion, your time is 100 million? How many people can pay tithe of 100, 1 billion? Come on. In fact, I'm asking some of you are like, ah, it's a tough one. But oh, it doesn't happen overnight. So, 1,000, you are paid tight of 50 naira. Even to today, I pay that of 1,000. I pay of 5,000. I pay of 100 naira. But you cannot just overnight have one me. Some of you, you, you will first of all run mad. I mean, there was one guy <laughs> who said he made so. I said, he said he first of all went on a break. He went on a break. He went on a break for two weeks just thinking of how he would spend the money. I pray for you. In, the money God will give you, you will need to have a plan on how to spend it. Yeah. You didn't get that prayer. You say, you say, I, I you, you will employ staff to say, I have this amount. I want you guys to work on a budget for me. She was what I'm saying. Do you know what God says about you? You say you will lend to nations. Ah, uh, a time is coming, grace with that. We are, they, we are going to be having service. GT Bank will come, they will stand at the door. They will say, because we cannot be counting. See, I'm, I'm telling you. Guess what? You are the one God will raise that way. Yes. Yes. Some of you think bank don't work on Sundays. Any banker in the house? Bank work on Sundays. Femi, call you, come you come to the house. Yeah. The reason you are there, you go there, you're on the queue, you're, you're conversating. Oh, you know, you know, go and trust God. And say, God, change my level. They will come to your house begging you with loan. Say, I don't want to say, I'll say, enjoy back my loan. You say, I don't want. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. God will raise you. I said, God will raise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, oh, I'd like to give my offering cash. You, you are not blessed yet. I'd like to give my offering cash. You see, there are some offerings. There are some tithes that you cannot give cash for your own safety. I know a guy back in the day, the guy, when he wants to, when he wants, I don't know how they do those things, when they do transfers, and then the name does not show. Is there a way they do that? There's a way they can do that, right? They do a transfer. The guy, the guy is anonymous till tomorrow. We don't know him. May God give you resources that men will look at you. They will look at your results they will not be able to match it. 
I was, the, I was the pastor, a non-pastor, was telling me that the car that he bought, the car that he bought, that he drives, it was one guy who bought the car for him. He said the, car, the guy doesn't even have a car. He said, but the guy vowed that the first car I will buy be for my pastor. You can argue that, that whole oh, his parents is, well, I mean, you can argue that. But he was between himself and God. Then he bought the car for the pastor, and after that, bought for himself, bought for his parents. I'm going to have bad days in the future that you guys will say, Pastor, Pastor, kill They say, Pastor, Pastor, honestly, you've, been, you've blessed us, you've watered us, you've been there for us. Pastor, just name, just is point and kill. That God is, your amen, eh? I will know if you understand what I'm saying. And you know that even me, your pastor too, I'm not going to go and sleep. You understand? Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm, not, I'm not going to go. So, I'm going to say that, ah, Abraham, you've been a great guy. been a great guy. Take this, Benz. And he, was, and he will say, Pastor, actually, I've been thinking too that you've been, you've been a great pastor. You've been a great pastor. I just thought of buying some, I know that you don't need a car right now, but let me buy for your mom. Do you understand what I'm saying to you this morning? You need to begin to operate on a level. You may not be there right now, but that's the picture you must have about yourself and your future and your destiny and your calling that God is raising you as a financier of the gospel. See, as many of you have been praying to God that God, if you bless me, I will do more. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the heavens open over you in this season. In the name of Jesus, you think you have. May God open you up to new levels, high levels of financial overthrow, of financial overflow. In the name of Jesus. For as many of you who have that dream, that desire, I pray in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, the God I serve will make a way for you. Where there seems to be no way. In the name of Jesus. Make rivers in your deserts. In the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will supply all of your needs. According to your riches to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. I decree in the name of Jesus. The Bible says uh, God is able to make all grace uh, abound towards you. I declare in the name of Jesus. It's your season of overflow. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich yet for our sakes he became poor. That we through his poverty might be made rich. I decree in the name of Jesus, it's your season to enter into times of untold prosperity. In the name of Jesus, the louder your amen, the faster it comes. Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibetsu podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show or or 
at Gracemade NG.